Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, May 25th, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter, chapter six, into action, and we're on page 83, the fourth paragraph, and we're going to read through the first two sentences. If we are painstaking, ending with a new freedom and a new happiness, those two sentences only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service for the month of May, for the 12 steps, Elizabeth B., for the 12 traditions, Jen P., and reading the text are Chris G., Benita L., and Pam S. R. The newcomer greeter is Reba P., and the host of the second hour is Matt J. F. The reference numbers for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20290, that's 20,290, and for the 10 a.m. meeting is 20291, that's 20,291. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Elizabeth P. to read the 12 steps. Okay, good morning. This is Elizabeth B. in North Carolina, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Oh, I am a recovered compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth B. I'm sorry, I said P earlier. Um, I will now ask Jen P. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. I'm so grateful to have the privilege to read these 12 traditions. This is Jen P. from New Jersey, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities pass. Thank you, Jen. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two, or today a sentence or two, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We're on, in page, on page 83, the fourth paragraph, reading the first two sentences, if we are painstaking, ending with a new freedom and a new happiness, those two sentences only. And I will ask Chris G to begin reading. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everybody. I'm glad you're here today, and my name is Chris G. I live in Tennessee, and I am a compulsive overeater. So we're going to look at this. It says, on page 83, it says, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed 
before we are halfway through, we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And it's hard to stop there. I want to keep going. But it starts with the word if. That means it's not, it's not we can choose it or we don't have to choose it. We can choose uh, uh, to do this, but we don't have to. We have choice if. And painstaking, what do you do when you do something with painstaking? Well, uh, I have made quilts in the past, and you can either do it painstakingly where it's done perfectly, or you can do it sloppy and messy. And sometimes I'm sloppy and messy, but I don't show those quilts to anybody. Uh, So uh, I think about the children going on vacation and asking mom and dad, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it says, well, we're going to be amazed before we're halfway through. Uh, We're never there yet. We're always on the journey halfway through. And I think we should be like children in being amazed. Uh, we shouldn't take it for granted, and I and and I think this phase of my development is getting old. I'm 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 getting old, and I'm feeling old, and this is my phase of development. And but what we're always like, I got to Overeaters Anonymous. I was overweight. I wanted to lose weight. And so anybody could see, uh, if I lost weight, they could see it. But now I don't want to lose any more weight. And so what are they going to see? Well, why are you still going there? Aren't you done yet? Don't you know it all? Haven't you learned it yet? Can't you take the test and graduate? And the answer to those things is no, I still have things to learn. And I'm not done yet. And um So I have a big X because I have to stop after we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And the way we know it isn't intellectual in our brain, take a test, get a driver's license. It's knowing it in our heart and experiencing it uh, with a new happiness. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this paragraph? Nancy P. Tina S. Ronnie B. from Minnesota. Reva P. Kathy B. Okay, let me tell you who I heard because I think I missed someone. Okay, I heard Nancy P, Pedro, Reva P, Tina S, Kathy S, and I think there was someone else who said their name. Bonnie B from Minnesota. Bonnie B? Bonnie B. Yep. Okay. Anybody else want to be in this first group? Penny P. Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm sorry, what is, oh, Penny P. Okay. Okay, let's stop there.
Okay, so this is who I have. Nancy P., Pedro B., Reva P., Tina S., Kathy S., Bonnie B., and Penny P. Go ahead, please, Penny. I mean, Nancy. Nancy, followed by Pedro. <laughs> Thanks. Good morning. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. <clears throat> I love these um, promises. Today, um, you know, this phase. So there's other phases. And if, as the lead share said, means, you know, maybe yes, maybe no. But to me, if means promise, consequence, or threat. That's what my sponsor told me. And there are lots of promises in the text from the beginning, the first page of the doctor's opinion, through the end of working with others and, and elsewhere that we also that we read. But these promises in particular, um, the ones, if we're painstaking about this phase of our development, we're going to know a new freedom in, um, of our development. We'll be made before we're halfway through and going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. So this, you know, any freedom that I experienced before from my obsession was a pale shadow of what I know today. And, you know, I thought, because I thought that freedom from obsession meant never eat compulsively. But I had a lot of um, thin weeks and obese years with that attitude. I needed to have a complete change. Everything had to change. And how did I know? I didn't know what the next phase was going to be. I always thought, you know, in the Boston area, they say, if I just buy the broccoli, I know everything's going to be okay. Well, I bought a lot of broccoli in my day. And... um things were not always okay. And today, the ninth step assures me that there's always going to be more to come. The promises speak to the future. The word if tells me that. And these promises in particular indicate to me that I'm about to realize, in other words, to make real the rewards that lay at the end of the work. So it being this phase, there are others to come. And you know, more will be revealed. And, you know, I got to say that Sunday my son is graduating from college and in his second year I took him alone. The first year we all went together, but the second year I took him alone and I cried all the way home um, because I missed him already. And the only thing that I could say that to whatever it is that takes care of me was I'm hurting, I'm hurting, I'm hurting. And, um, you know, I, I made a lot of phone calls I had it. I knew that was going to happen, so I made a lot of phone calls to people in program. I had a list of people that I was going to call that could keep me floating for 90 minutes. That it took me to get back, and uh, changed when we dropped my daughter off. We were joyful. She was joyful, happy, and healthy. Not hurting herself anymore. Not hacking herself up anymore. You know, she's like a different person. I'm a different person, and I still have feelings. That's the thing. The ninth step doesn't promise me that I'm not going to have feelings. It just means that I'm going to know a new freedom and a new happiness, one that I never understood or even could comprehend. You know, I lived in a cave and I thought that was the world. Then I came out into the sunlight and I thought that was the world. And now I look, I stand in my, on my place and on the planet and I look at the sky and I look around me and I imagine all the other expansive things that can happen to me, all the good things. Time, and they're just please. out there waiting for me to experience them. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, Pedro B., you're up. Good morning. Yeah, can I be heard? Yes, and you're followed by Reva P. Okay, go ahead, uh, please, P Pedro. Yes, my name is Pedro. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater in San Bernardino, California. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be asking me today. 
Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, helps me a lot uh, when I study the big book is putting it in the I statement for me. Uh, if I'm painstaking about this phase of my development, I will be amazed before I'm halfway through. I'm going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And and that is tremendous amount of hope for me, you know, because uh, freedom and happiness are, are two things. I mean, all of the promises, you know, are... Is is most important in my in my life, especially in my daily life, you know. Uh, um, and and how I know that what I'm doing is working is being present and being able to feel this peace and happiness. You know, uh, the next promise talk about, you know, you I will comprehend the word serenity and I will know peace. What a beautiful thing, to, you know. Yesterday I had a an experience where I was just I was driving and I just felt this this comprehending the word serenity and knowing peace and it, you know and it's just, it's just one of those beautiful moments that oh wow this is what they're talking about this is comprehending the word serenity and knowing peace and, and this is what uh, um, true peace and happiness is and this is what freedom looks like and this is what freedom feels like you know and and what happens, I think, is, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, different ideas about, you know, the big book talks about, and we have recovered, and I'm, my man, Pedro, I am recovered, or I'm recovering, or, you know, it's, it's like, if the promises are coming through for me, I feel that I'm recovered. But if I don't feel this freedom and this happiness, then I'm not recovered. That's the way I feel. You know, um, but anyways, uh, plenty out of me. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you, Pedro. Okay, Reva P, you're up, followed by Tina S. Good morning. This is Reva P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. So what really strikes me today is the if and the painstaking. So if I'm careful, meticulous, and diligent, which for me means I have to do the work. So I can't just pray. I can't just meditate in a, you know, in a room in isolation and wish and wish and wish. And poof, I'm going to be abstinent and have this freedom and happiness. I have to actually work for it. And I love how it's almost like a bookend. You know, at, after this paragraph, it says the same thing, if we work for them. And I used to want to get results. I used to want to go to sleep, you know, um, wish really hard and wake up and, and have the things that I wanted. Um, and the concept of actually working for what I want um, uh, wasn't really thrilling to me, but, but it works. It works if I do the work. And the other thing that strikes me is this, um, the new freedom and the new happiness. You know, the first new freedom I had was not just that the food was down, but that it wasn't calling to me. It wasn't calling to me. You know, I wasn't suffering. I wasn't white-knuckled abstinent. That was like an amazing freedom. And I think further on, as I complete the steps, the freedom is when things don't work out the way I want, when I don't get what I want, um, when I don't get the Santa Claus list, when life doesn't work out, you know, according to my plans, wishes, expectations, I can be free of outcomes. I can match calamity um, with serenity. Um, 
I am not dependent on life going a certain way for me to be happy and at peace. And that is a new freedom. I never had that. It was always backwards. It was always, you know, if I get this, then I'll be okay. If only then. Um, and that is a new freedom. And then it reminds me, it's a, it's a phase. And again, I wasn't thrilled with this concept, you know, a phase. I want to just get to the goal, complete, get my degree and get out of here. Um, but there's always another phase because it's a, it's a process. And constantly, um, I think, you know, letting go and shedding um, my dependencies um, and realizing I can be free and joyful without all of that stuff. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva. Okay, Tina S., you're up, followed by Kathy S. Thanks so much, Katie. Uh, Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Uh, ditto, ditto, ditto. <laughs> not, I'm sure that there's not much more I can add, you know, but, you know, on the same note, which everybody shared, you know, for me, if, which is a condition, you know, if I do the work, you know, uh, personally, I always wanted something for nothing. You know, and today I know that if I do the work, I get the result, you know, and painstaking, you know, with great care and thoroughness. You know, there's some stuff that I have to do um, that I don't really want to do, but I do it because I want the result, you know. And then, and again, this new freedom and this new happiness, you know, I don't think I was ever free. You know, um, this is just, you know, my story. You know, I've been, I was sober seven years in Alcoholics Anonymous before I got free in uh, Overeaters Anonymous. And, and even though I wasn't drinking, I wasn't free, you know, because I was in the clutches of this illness. And, um, you know, today I don't have that. And every time I say that I'm free, because I say that a lot, it, it just, it's right in my heart, you know, and the longest distance is from my head to my heart. And I can feel it in my heart. I have this new freedom. You know, if I do a few certain, a few things on a daily basis, which I continue to do, and not because I'm any great person or, I mean, I got, you know, some um, motivation behind that. You know, I want the result for sure. You know, I, I'm a person of more, always have been, and I want more of this, you know. And so today I can be free and I can have a new happiness. And in the midst of all the turmoil, which had already been shared, you know, I can be free. I can be uh, happy when stuff is going on, just as long as I do the work to be in those conditions. And uh, that'll pass. Really looking forward to what everyone else has to share. And thanks. Thank you, Tina. Okay, next we'll have Kathy S. followed by Bonnie B. Kathy, star one. Yeah, this is Kathy B. from Westchester. Oh, sorry. I thought it was that. Go ahead, That's Kathy. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I also, you know, a lot of people said a lot of things already. But, um, you know, the way that I see this, uh, these two sentences is it's actually talking about step nine, like from page 76 to 83, they're giving us very specific instructions about how to go about making our amends. And so this is really talking about this phase, which is the ninth step phase of our development. And it's saying that if we're careful about our amends, okay, and we're halfway through our amends, 
we're going to know a new happiness and a new freedom. Like this is, in my opinion, just specifically talking about the ninth step and how we work the ninth step and what the warning, like if to me is both a promise, but it's also a warning that if we are not painstaking about doing our amends, then we're not going to know this new freedom and this new happiness. Thank you. Okay, took me off guard there. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, Kathy B. And Bonnie B, you're up, followed by Penny P. Good morning, everyone. Hi, this is Bonnie B from Minnesota. Gratefully recovered today by the grace of God. Um, yeah, so ditto to what everyone else said. The word that I um, jumped in on was the word painstaking. Um, the definition for that is showing diligent care and effort. And the word itself made me think that it was going to be um, um, hard or um, painful, right? And in the end, sort of, maybe, on the backside, not so much. Um, you know, the painstaking to me at this point in my life, being recovered for today, is listening to God. If I stay connected to God, my program is fantastic. If I disconnect, I'm in trouble. And I had um, a set of ears, and I listened to everyone and everything except God for a long time. And in this program, I purpose with all of my heart every single day to listen to the ear that is found inside of my heart. The three letters on the inside of heart is ear. And so I listen diligently every single day. If God, if God um, you know, directs, I make an amends. If God checks me on the inside, I take a step back. I look up, I listen. This, is, this to me is about staying connected to God. This is about listening to him. It's very personal to me. Others may say it's not a big deal, but if I have that check on the inside, this is where this is where my God is saying, okay, hold it, stop for a second. Let's pull this back. Let's look at this. And I listen to that inside heart, the inside ear. Um, and sometimes it is painstaking because I have to slow down. I do have to ask some of the hard questions. Um, there are times where I would prefer not to, but I know on the back side, if he directs me to do it, then I need to do it. And lots of times it's for um, me, but sometimes it's for them also. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the word painstaking. It requires that I pull back and that I listen and that I stop looking at other people and asking other people, but really do just ask God, God, what would you have me to be here? How do you want me to respond? What would you like me to do? Do I need to back up for a second and make something right? And if I have a check on the inside, the answer is almost always yes. And so with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Bonnie B. Now, Penny P., you're up. And then we'll open it up for more shares, just to let you know where we are in case you've passed on Penny late. P. Hi, just yeah. one second. Um, I just want to let people know where we are. We're on page 83, the fourth paragraph, reading through and commenting on the first two sentences. Okay, go ahead, please, Penny. Thank you, Katie. I'm Penny P. from Tulsa, Oklahoma, recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, I heard the word diligent. That's the word I was going to say is diligence. Working this with diligence today, that means thinking about it all day long, thinking about the program, what I'm going to do for my program by involving you all and getting in there and sharing 
haven't shared very much in this program. Um, another thing I thought about was asking clarity and direction. Every every time I turn around during the day, the day I say, thanks for clarity and direction. What to do next in my life? And thank you for everybody's service. Pass. Thank you so much. Okay, so if you haven't shared in the last two days, who would like to share on these two sentences? Duke in Rhode Island. Hand up to H. Maryland. Duke in Rhode Island. Yes, I got you, Duke. I got Julie P. Okay. Hey, this is who I have. I have Harlan G. I've, I mean, first I have Duke R. from Rhode Island. I have Harlan G. Ken W. H. Sherry D. Carmela G. And Julie P. Is there anybody else I missed? Okay, let's go Did with that Melissa, lineup. Sorry. Did you get Melissa's name? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't get you, Melissa, but I'll put you on. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let we have Duke R, Harlan G, Ken W H, Sherry D, Carmela G, Julie P, and Melissa C. So I'll play. Go ahead, please, Duke. Uh, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, my name is Duke Compulsive Reader. Uh, very grateful to be here. Thank you all for your service. If I am painstaking about this phase of my development, I will be amazed before I'm halfway through. It's halfway through my ninth step amends list. This is one of the promises. Step five also talks about some of the promises where the fears start to fall from us. And this is what happens when I go out to make direct amends. That's what this is referring to. I have to go back and repair the damage that I've done. I have to make a face-to-face -face sometimes with people and go out and repair it. It's one of those things that I have to do, not to be right with the other person, which is important, but also to be right with God. And it's part of the insurance policy of cleaning up my past so that I'll be out of the food. Um, how I got that ninth step amends list is from the turnarounds. Where was I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid? Went back through that list with my sponsor. Went ahead and made appointments with people who were willing to see me and went out and cleared up the past. One of those was about food. I actually went to a former employer where I had a key and I used to steal food on my shift. And my sponsor and I agreed. I would actually make an appointment with them, go buy what it was that I had, you know, stolen and go back and make a face-to-face -face amends. And when I left there, I had the same feeling that it was talking about in step five, where I could look the world in the eye. You know, I wasn't worried about who I was going to run into in the future because my side of the street was now clean. I had made my attempt. That's what I have to say about this. Thank you. Thank you, Duke. Okay, Harlan, you're up, followed by Ken WH. Thank you, Katie. Thank you very much. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I take a look at these words, they have a meaning to me that's very deep. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, there's a lot of pain in the working of these steps for me. This is contrary to anything I ever did in my life because I was as lazy a man 
as there was. I never wanted to do anything. I never wanted to work at anything. I wanted things handed to me. I was extremely immature. I still am extremely immature, and I have to keep working against that with God's help. And I do work my butt off in this program. It says we'll be amazed before we're halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. I want to talk about that. The freedom that I have is not the freedom that I had as a child. The freedom that I had as a child was getting a lot of candy bars and putting them in my room and knowing I could eat them and then I ate them. That, to me, was freedom. Now freedom means I can walk the streets a free man. And when I say a free man, I don't owe anybody a dime. Everywhere that I've gone in the last many years, everything that I've done, every everything that has come in and out of my mouth, I would not die of shame if it was on the front page of the Chicago Tribune. A very wise man said to me, do you want to know if you've had an abstinent day? If everywhere you went, everything you did, everything you said, everything you ate was on the front page of the Trib, are you okay with that? And I am and a new happiness. My greatest joy in life when I'm in the disease is your misery. And my greatest misery in life is your joy. I was a jealous, immature person. And I didn't know how to experience joy. And today, my happiness comes from directions I never dreamed possible. Seeing someone come into the room Seeing someone catch recovery and then passing it to other people. Being in a room of people that are recovering and recovered. Being in a room with people that are fighting for their life and God running to them as they walk to him. That to me is a new happiness that I never thought was ever possible. And it's a deep happiness and it's a rapture that's beyond my vocabulary. The freedom that I feel to walk into a grocery store and not die of shame if you see what's in my cart. To walk into a restaurant and if you come up on me, I don't have to die of shame when you see what I'm eating. I don't owe anybody any money. I haven't lied to anybody. These are the things that emancipate me. Thanks for your service, Katie. Thanks for being here, everybody. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harlan G. Okay, Ken W.H., you're up, followed by Sherry D. Thank you, Katie. Ken W.H., Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, Yeah, uh, previous uh, speaker said something about the past and the wreckage. And yes, that's one of the uh, the major freedoms that I've experienced is the wreckage, freedom from the power of the wreckage of the past. Uh, it's moving into today, knowing all that took place, and it wasn't pretty, uh, but to be free from the power of that to determine how I am today. Uh, still working on that. Um, it's amazing how quickly... I can go back there and uh, feel bad about myself from time to time, but uh, God gives me a way out of that. And that is the happiness that comes from being able to pick up the 300-pound phone today uh, without any pain. (laughs) 
that's a miracle because uh, I'm not a real strong person. And uh, But that phone got a whole lot lighter over the years. And I am happy to report that I do have a very long list of men I can call at any time. And uh, they are willing to receive my call and that I can actually take the initiative to pick up the phone and do that. That's a freedom for me. I was locked into myself and uh, that phone is now uh, okay. I can go to it, and um, I don't worry now about uh, I have the freedom from worrying about whether or not I'm interrupting your life when I call. You can tell me if you are, if I am, but <laughs> I'm free from worrying about that. Um, yeah, I'm a happy guy, but uh, I think more than anything, it's a deeper joy than than that I've never experienced in my life. A joy that that. I can face this day uh, in the freedom of knowing that I'm in the right place and that I'm doing the right stuff to be a happy, healthy, whole man and um, to be able to enjoy uh, what God keeps sending this way, which is an amazing thing. So I'm thankful to be here and thank you for all the shares I pass. Thank you, Ken W.H. and Sherry D., you're up, followed by Carmela G. Thank you so much, Sherry D., uh, compulsive overeater in Maryland. Yeah, this has been such a great meeting. Thank you, everyone, for your shares and your service. You know, in the third step, all I was asked to do was make a decision. And for me, the remaining steps are the actions that I take off of that decision. When I get to the ninth step, I'm doing this intentional. I'm working with a sponsor. I'm writing. I'm digging deep. I'm looking at those relationships. And I'm forced to decide, do I want to dance with the devil I know or try another way? And trying another way gives me that freedom from the loud voice of my disease that is constantly trying to pull me in my old ways. And by working this step to the best of my ability for this moment, I am not that tornado ripping through the lives of other people. I truly am the daughter of a king and I can walk into the room with my my head held high and I actually look for moments of being of service to others. And that is the opposite of what I am when I am actively in my disease. Um, and it's you know people in these rooms that are the role models of what I wanna be. And I'll keep doing what you all suggest and I will keep coming back. Thank you so much for letting me share and I pass. Thank you so much, Sherry D. Okay, Carmela G, you're up, followed by Julie P. Thank you so much. This is Carmela G, a gratefully recovered for today compulsive overeater in New York. My focus today is going to be on something that I've been made so aware of in the recent days is a new freedom and a new happiness. And I would say to my higher power, wow, what did I do to deserve this joy? It's overwhelming. And when I realized 
when I first entered this program, I was a control. I had to manage everything. Today, the gift, I wake every single morning and I turn it over, the freedom to know that I am not in charge. All the steps that went before the ninth step, all the steps that molded a new form of living, a design for living, that's what I'm enjoying today. And the freedom that I know that there is such a power greater than I who wants the best for me if I just do the work. So painstaking work, yes, I must do the work. And in return, I get that joy, that freedom. And things happen that I never would imagine would happen. And I get invited to be in people's lives and never expected to be invited. So that is what I am grateful for and focusing on this morning. And thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you, Carmela. Okay, now we'll have Julie P. followed by Melissa C. Good morning. This is Julie P. Recovered in Minnesota. Um, thank you, everybody, for your service today. And I just want to say welcome to any newcomers that are on the line today. Um, I remember when I was that newcomer on the line and hearing some of these words, and it's like, no, no way, can't be. And I am here to tell you that, yes, if you just keep coming back, suit up, and show up, these promises do come true. And I was reflecting this morning on the promises that have happened for me. And the first thought I had was food neutrality. I chased food my entire life. It was the demon. And today I am free. It is freedom that I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would experience. And the second freedom that I am just starting to experience more often than not is emotional sobriety. And when I first got here, I thought all I wanted was to put that food down. And now the promise of emotional sobriety, oh my gosh, the thinking, my crazy thinking, is what got me here as well. And that is starting to calm. And I'm so grateful that I have found my higher power because without, without my higher power, none of this would be possible. So please keep coming back. And thank you for allowing me to share and I pass. Okay, thank you, Julie P. Melissa C., you're up. And then we'll have time for four or so more shares. Hi, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa Spade. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, I, this is like what an inspirational meeting. I mean, what could be better than, you know, for me, I'm driving on my way to work and hear about everybody's experience with new freedom and new happiness. And um, 
you know, we're like shouting the good news. There's good news. And, you know, I think like, what is, what is new freedom? You know, what, what was holding me? What was I really in bondage to? And, you know, um, I, what it was just the food that owned me. And absolutely it did. And sometimes it's like I can pinch myself because I can't imagine. It feels, I don't remember the painstaking piece of it. It almost feels like I turned the page and I walked into a new woman's life. And that's what it feels like. But there were steps involved. And the thing that I would say I'm free from, 100% from the food, the things that used to call my name that I could not resist, you know, for very long. I might be able to do it for a period of time, but it always pulled me back to food, right? But even more than that, I was really in bondage to my circumstances and to the opinions of other people. And, you know, what happened for me in my ninth step, and my, when I made some of these amends, and there was really one in particular where I could say I experienced new freedom. I had to, you know, and it was interesting because someone shared a very similar story. Yeah, I had to make amends for food that I'd stolen. And for me, it was from a colleague, from a coworker. And it terrified me for the longest time because um, I knew she had a lot of friends in the building. And and they, you know, they talked a lot. You know, we called them yentas. They, they were gossips. And I was terrified of what these women were going to say about me and think about me. And I have to say, one of the most incredible freedoms for me has come from from feeling free of other people's opinions. I don't have it 100% all the time, but I sure as hell have it a lot more than I ever had before. And when I made that amend, I I no longer cared if everybody in the building knew that I was a food thief, because I was, you know? And I also knew that really what mattered more was my integrity and my relationship with God. And I felt free. you know, and with that in my heart, I have a new happiness. Um, thanks. But then I'll have. Thank you so much, Melissa. Okay, so we have nine minutes, so we can have three more, four more shares. Who would like to share on these um, two sentences on the bottom of page 83? Yes, this is Melanie. Rena in New Jersey. Rena, there was someone before you. I couldn't hear you. It was Melanie D. Melanie D. Donna K. Ohio. Okay. Is there anyone else? Okay, we'll go with Rena, Melanie D, and Donna K. Go ahead, please, Rena. Thank you for your service. Um, I thought you said Melissa was first. Melissa already went. Okay, thank you. Um, Yeah, Serena in New Jersey. I am very happy for the promises um, in the big book. Um, This was not my first program. Actually, OA is my sixth program since I joined the rooms in um, on. July 13th of 2019. And when I first heard this passage, I'm like, what fantasy are these people living in? (laughs) But I was in enough pain 
to find these words very attractive as um, unrealistic as they seem to be. Uh, but at the same time, when I was taught that this was part of the ninth step promises that I need to get through ha halfway through my amends, not halfway through the steps, halfway through the amends, um, coming clean and, and facing my past and doing that work, that's when I can start experiencing it. And if I did a good job of all the steps leading through that, if I'm painstaking about uh, steps one through nine, then I can expect these promises. I can expect these to be true. I remember praying, God, if what the big book says is true, how can it be true for me? Because it's nice that the people who wrote the book experienced this. It's nice that there were um, people that I went to meetings with who said that these things were true for them. Um, but I was in a lot of pain, and I didn't know if I deserved to have these things come true for me. But um, I'm glad that they have come true, and some things have come quickly, and some things have come slowly, but they are coming true. And the fact that they came true in my life, and that and until they came true in my life, <clears throat> I was very encouraged by other people who were experiencing these promises, so I could put a face and a name to people that I, I could see um, were improving. So, um, and in a way, I'm not yet on step nine. I'm on step six in a way. But um, since I've done these steps in, in many other fellowships before, um, I try to live by these principles every single day. I go through the day asking myself, is there anybody that I owe an amend to? Am I really showing God that I'm willing to go through the process, put my ego aside, and go through the process. And I am. So I'm very grateful for the promises. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I pass. Thank you so much, Rena. Okay, Melanie D., you're up, followed by Donna Kay. Yes, good morning. This is Melanie D. from Florida. When I read our passage this morning, it just brings me back to the, the new freedom and the new happiness. When I first joined OA, I was taught to write down my food, and I wrote on a piece of notebook paper, and it has 26 lines on it, and I filled that up with the food that I had consumed in one day. I have a new freedom from that. I only use three lines now, and it says breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I do practice 301, three meals a day, nothing in between, and one day at a time. I just want to thank God for this new freedom and new happiness. It does happen. It is a miracle. And we get to sit back and watch our program work. Just keep coming back. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Melanie. Okay, Donna Kay, you're up. Good morning. Uh, it's Donna Kay, recovered in Ohio, and very grateful. Um, I love the earlier mention about the miracle. Um, one of my older sponsors um, from a while ago gave me a little piece from one of the OA retreats that said, "Don't leave before the miracle happens." And I put that in my, you know, my wallet. And um, it's true. It does happen. It, it can happen. Um, 
my emotional sobriety level of recovery as it's kicking in and um uh it feels really good to drop my shoulders in that area and my life you know it's really uh it's it's a beautiful thing the recovery um things have slowed down a great deal it takes a lot of work but it's really it, it's uh it's worth the work it's worth the work and it can happen for any of us so I love this part of the big book. Um, it's a, it's uh, it's just very calming, and I'm grateful. And uh, anyway, that's all I have. Thanks so much uh, for your service. Okay, thank you so much, Donna Kay. Um, so we have time for one more share. Who would like to take it? Irini M. Okay, Irini, you have two and a half minutes. <laughs> thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always, always giving credit where credit is due. So if is a promise, and it's also a, war- a warning. And when we, uh, you know, when we act accordingly, these promises are manifested in our lives. These are gifts. These are blessings that we receive from God by meeting him halfway, 100%, and, and how our sponsor guides us. Um, and it's with great effort and care that this phase we just went through, we are giving the power to pause. We're giving the power to think. We're giving the power to speak and act as God would have us be. You know, we're blessed in this state of well-being and we start to experience the gifts of joy because we're improving and expanding in our connection with God and ourselves and others. And what blows me away is our development. My development is what blows me away. And I was only halfway through up to step nine. And that is to become more honest from lying and have hope when I was in such despair and have faith and not fear and to have courage and speak the truth and have integrity to be authentic and have the willingness that I can. Humility, self-discipline, and love for the first nine steps. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini. Okay, well, we have 30 seconds. Unless someone wants to take 30 seconds, I think we'll just go ahead and uh, call it a day today. So thank you to everyone who shared. Um, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, May 25th, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,293. That's 202 Nine three. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Vanita L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you could do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.